to Building Stronger Creatives, a fitness podcast for musicians, artists, nerds, and former misfits. I'm a former out-of-shape professional musician turned personal trainer and nutrition coach to hundreds of clients, and I'll give you no-nonsense information about what it really takes to get and stay fit within the context of a creative life. Here, you'll find practical advice on strength and endurance training, sane and simple nutrition, habit building, and time management tools to help you make lifestyle changes that actually stick. Most fitness coaches have no clue what it really means to be a creative, whether you're a professional or a passionate hobbyist. I'm different. I've been where you are, and I share your values. Let me show you how you can use the gym to build a kick-ass creative life. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Building Stronger Creatives. There was no episode last week because I was on vacation, but I'm excited to get back into it with you today. Before I get into the meat of the episode, just another reminder that if you're looking for a fitness program to help you kick some ass this fall, help you feel stronger, have more energy, and reduce aches and pains, I have got you covered. I created a totally free one-month done-for-you workout program that you can download using the link that I'll drop in the show notes. The program is called the Fall Fitness Kickstart for Creatives. So I built this program with a busy creative person in mind. I considered what's most important to you, what physical qualities you need at the gym in order to feel your best, and I included all of the stuff that I really think you should be doing in this program. If you want to download that program, again, it's totally free. I'll drop a link in the show notes or you can visit www.carolinejusterfitness.com slash fall fitness kickstart for creatives. All right, so today's episode was inspired by a Facebook exchange that I had with an old uh, music school classmate of mine. And it got me thinking about an issue that I think is really, really common amongst creative people, not just musicians, but anybody who went to art school or who pursued some sort of artistic craft at a really high level. And this issue is probably like, I don't know that I would say it's created by our involvement in the arts, but a lot of times being involved in the arts world at a high level can make it worse. And then it can affect a lot of different areas of our life. So it absolutely could affect our artistic performance or our ability to pursue a career in the arts, but it can also affect your ability to get in shape or start or stay with a long-term fitness journey. So I think this is a really important conversation to have, and that's why I want to talk about it today. So what exactly is this issue that I'm talking about? It is perfectionism. Now, if you are an artist, a musician, a writer, a creative person with high standards for yourself, I'm sure you're shaking your head because most people that I know have struggled with this to some extent. And like I said, some of it just comes from maybe having high standards, wanting to do really well, wanting to excel. But sometimes the actual environment of our artistic pursuits encourages perfectionism. I'll speak to my own example because this is something I've struggled with a lot. Now, I will say that I was a perfectionist before I ever went to music school. (laughs) It showed up in a lot of ways when I was in high school in academic pursuits. So I don't blame music school. I think this was something that was already a part of me. But when I went to music school and was trying to pursue a career in classical music, I felt so much pressure to do everything a certain way and to do everything perfectly. And it felt like the stakes got really, really high. So 
I needed to be able to perform a certain um, orchestral excerpt on command perfectly every time without a single mistake. Or I needed to play a piece a certain way in order to match the accepted style. I needed everything about my playing to be really precise and really perfect. Because um, in a lot of the classical music world, there's a message that things are done a certain way. And there's no room for mistakes and error. And unfortunately, sometimes, I didn't really experience this, but I know a lot of people do, there's not even a lot of room for your own artistic interpretation. So if you're in this environment and you internalize it, and not only that, you know that you need to perform at this level if you want to actually have a career and make money doing this thing, it starts to feed this perfectionist cycle. And it's not you know, for nothing, like there are real expectations. If you're going to take an orchestral audition, for example, you do need to be able to execute orchestral excerpts and play to a certain level and not make certain mistakes. That's just kind of the way that it is. So, you know, it's not all in your head. Like this is the environment that you've stepped into. Other pursuits in the arts may not quite be as extreme as this, but there's still probably lots of pressure that you experience to create really good work, maybe to create a lot of work or to work quickly or to meet the standards of your teacher or mentor or the institution that you are involved in. And so we really internalize this stuff and we carry it with us long after we've left art school and oftentimes long after we've left working in the arts. So for me, this is one of the unfortunate legacies that I carry with me from my time as a serious musician. Now, again, I sort of always had this personality, and I'm sure it goes to something that's a lot deeper within me, but music school really hammered into my head, like, you know, you really need to do things really well and at a high level, and if you don't, the consequences are really dire. Now, in fitness, this may, okay, this may be the case if you are going to compete as a professional athlete. For example, if you're going to enter a competition or if you're trying to get sponsorship based on your performance or if you are, um, especially if you're some kind of physique athlete, like if you're trying to step on a bodybuilding stage, there are really high standards involved in those things. And if you want to pursue those things for their own sake or because they're important to you, by all means, go ahead. But this conversation, the direction I'm going to take it is probably not for you. I'm speaking to the creative person who has really high standards for themselves, who maybe is really great at what they do professionally or as a hobby, um, but they're struggling with fitness because perfectionism is getting in the way of them just showing up and doing their best. So if you're not uh, trying to compete, you don't have ambitions to step on stage or get paid for your body or your physical performance, uh, at least as it relates to fitness, you need to find a way to show up and do your best and stay consistent and just accept that things are never going to be perfect. So let me talk a little bit more about a few main ways that I see perfectionism show up in my uh, creative clients, regardless of whether or not they are currently professional musicians or artists, or if they just um, identify as a creative person. These three are related, but they're kind of subtly different. And perfectionism is such a nefarious thing. It can really take a lot of different forms depending on your personality, your background, and the situation that you're in. So um, one of the first things, sorry, I'm pulling out my notes here. So one of the things I see a lot is um, constantly looking for the best, okay? Looking for the best diet, the best program, the best coach or gym or whatever. Something that's going to make it easier for you to get results perhaps get your results faster, and certainly get you the best possible results. I've heard this described also as analysis paralysis, because what tends to happen is we end up doing so much research and watching and reading and studying that we start to get overwhelmed and confused. 
If you spent any amount of time on the internet trying to figure out how to get in shape, you will rapidly see that there are like billions of perspectives and ways that you could approach your fitness journey. And a lot of them are conflicting, especially in nutrition. I see this a lot. You'll have one person that says, eat X food and, you know, live forever. (laughs) And then you'll have another person that says eating X food is for sure going to cause cancer and you're going to be dead in five years. Like there's such an extreme range. And a lot of times people will throw around studies um, or medical jargon or things like that to confuse you and make you think like, oh, this person's really legit. And so then when people are doing that on all sides with totally different conflicting perspectives, it becomes really difficult to um, figure out what's really important and what's actually relevant for you. With fitness, a lot of times it's, it's similar. So we're looking for a perfect training program or perhaps we start to get really worried that like we don't have perfect form Um, which by the way doesn't exist, and that we're going to hurt ourselves. And so we start to be afraid of coming to the gym or we try a bunch of different programs and we're constantly hopping from program to program, which leads to pretty poor results because you just don't have enough time to put in the work and build the skills necessary to make progress. So if you notice that you are constantly researching, searching, Uh, watching videos, scrolling on social media, talking to different people, always gathering information and not really taking much action, this probably applies to you. A lot of times this is accompanied by just a vague uneasiness or even anxiety that if you don't find the right thing to do, you're going to hurt yourself or you're going to waste a lot of time or not get results. But I can promise you the one thing that's definitely not going to get you results is always looking for information and never taking action. So if you are this person, and I've been there, absolutely, I've been there at an earlier point in my fitness journey, I encourage you to do the following. Accept that there is no magic bullet, there's no perfect solution, and there's no best plan of action that works for every single person. Then I want you to accept that you probably already know enough to at least get started. If you've been researching and watching a bunch of shit and listening and looking forever, like you probably know a lot of stuff. There's probably not much else out there, you know, beyond really high level scientific, like industry specific stuff that you're going to find. You already know what you need to know. And then the final thing is just pick one thing, one or two things that you think you can execute right now that you think are important. And I encourage you to make them like really simple. So instead of removing all carbs, Maybe you're going to just try to eat a vegetable with every meal or you're going to eat more protein. Or maybe instead of trying to find like the perfect workout program, you're just going to go to the gym and do like five or six exercises for your full uh, entire body that you're comfortable doing. And you're going to try to increase weight or reps on those. Like really simple stuff. If anything seems really extreme, I want you to try to stay away from that. It's that seductive promise like, oh, this is going to get me better results or I know something that other people don't know. That mindset is what gets you in trouble with this type of perfectionism. The next way that perfectionism shows up that can be really damaging for creative people trying to get in shape is that we put a ridiculous amount of pressure on ourselves and we take this stuff way too seriously. So when I was in music school, this was something that really... Began, uh, became a serious problem for me as I became more and more aware of like how difficult it was um, to achieve or perform at such a high level. Um, every time I would step up on stage or to do a recording or class, 
I was constantly in my head saying like, this has to be perfect. Like you can't make any mistakes. Like you can't, you know, flub that note. Like you need, everything needs to be perfect. And of course, if you've ever been in this headspace, you know that like that it makes you more prone to making mistakes, right? You're not really um, connected to the things that help you produce or perform like your best art. And you're just really in your head and you're nervous and you're uptight and like, it just makes you play like shit or perform like shit. And with fitness, it's the same way. I mean, it shows up differently. But, you know, if you're constantly putting pressure on yourself to like lose a certain amount of weight really quickly or to look a certain way or hit certain numbers at the gym, um, you know, it takes all the fun out of it. And you are actually like, first of all, you're less likely to show up because you've it's like disempowering. You know, you you feel like, well, I might as well not even bother, which I'm going to talk about in my third point. Um and everything becomes like so serious. So with food, food is a great example of this. Like if we really want to look a certain way, whether that's losing weight or building muscle, you know, every meal becomes so important. And like we can't slip up. We can't enjoy anything. You know, we can't miss any meals if we're, if we're trying to um, build muscle. And like there's so much pressure that inevitably when you do make a mistake, because you will, or when you do decide, hey, I'm just going to like chill out and relax and have some drinks or whatever with friends like it becomes a really big fucking deal and you feel really bad about yourself and then you're actually a lot more likely to then have a binge or overeating episode if you've ever been like well I already messed up so I might as well like have these six drinks and eat all these chips and then get ice cream and then I'm also going to go for brunch tomorrow and then you know I'll just start over on Monday you know exactly what I'm talking about it's the feeling of pressure, like it has to be done correctly, and has to be done right now, and there's no room for error that puts you on this one-way path to a binge and restrict cycle that's really difficult to break free from. With training, like, to be honest, there's it's important to lift with good form and learn to be efficient and safe and choose exercises that work for your body. But sometimes I meet with clients that are like so in their head about oh, I don't feel my glutes here or something, you know, I felt this tiny tweak over here and it prevents them from just working hard at the gym, enjoying it, like having some stress relief, um, connecting to their body, like everything is a big deal. Everything is scary and it makes them less likely to want to exercise eventually. Like, you know, they may still be going to the gym, but they're afraid to do certain exercises and then they're terrified at the first sign of any pain of any kind or, you know, anything that might maybe possibly feel off or, you know, they look at some other person and their form looks different and they start to get in their head and analyze it. Like this is a one-way path also to just not wanting to move your body and being really terrified. Your body is really resilient. Now I work very hard with my clients, both in person and online to teach people to lift well and use good form. But you know, you don't have to be perfect. Like your form doesn't have to be perfect. You're sometimes going to feel some aches and pains, especially as you get older. Like these things are normal. They don't necessarily mean that anything's wrong or that you should stop exercising. So uh, there's some nuance there, of course. Like it's helpful to know more about your body and it can be helpful to work with an experienced coach who can give you some context there. But when you're so freaked out about doing everything perfectly all the time, it just makes you a lot less likely to stick with it long term. And it can even lead you to kind of a dark place, especially uh, as I mentioned with food. So stop taking yourself so seriously. I mentioned at the beginning of this episode that this is not for people who uh, want to compete at a high level, get paid for fitness or sports or who want to like build a, you know, a competition ready body. If you're just a creative person who has a life, has other shit you care about, 
but you want to feel strong and have energy and, you know, look good, but you, you don't need to be like absolutely shredded. Like you really do not need to put so much pressure on yourself. There's not really a rush most of the time. And you're going to be much better off if you just relax and try to enjoy the process on some level. At the very least, enjoy learning more about yourself and taking on a new challenge. There's really no rush. You don't need to be perfect and you don't need to take it all so seriously. The final way that perfectionism shows up, um, kind of again, like I said, these are all related, but a little bit distinct, is this feeling that like, if I can't be perfect, then I might as well not even bother. So this is that person who, like I mentioned earlier, has a one meal out or quote unquote slip up with their diet. And then they just decide to go dive headfirst into a pile of junk food or, you know, a vat of booze or whatever else. Uh, Or it's the person who misses a workout or two and then doesn't go to the gym for a month and a half. What we want in order to become fit people living rich, enjoyable, healthy and fun, creative lives is to have consistency. And so what that means in practice is like, Sometimes you're going to be hitting the gym for all your planned workouts. Perhaps you'll be training more frequently, like more days per week. And sometimes you're going to be like checking the box and doing the bare minimum. Some weeks, especially if you're like a gigging musician or you're some type of freelancer, like your schedule is going to be all all over the fucking place. And so it's really important for you to be like resilient in your habits and your discipline, meaning that like if you have a bad week, you don't let it derail you. And maybe you just do a five, 10 minute workout at home or you do some stretching in the evening or something just to check the movement box. And then when your schedule does die down, you just come right back to it. That's so important for developing the skill of becoming a lifelong consistent exerciser. When it comes to food, I I mean, honestly, like so much more damage is done, if you want to call it damage, from these overeating episodes that happen when we just say like, fuck it then whatever happened in the first place to make you feel like you quote unquote failed or cheated. So if you have one meal out or you have a few more drinks or you have a treat or something, just let it be and then continue on as normal after that. Don't be like making deals with yourself that you're going to start on Monday, you're going to start on the first of the month, you're going to start on the new year and before then you're going to eat all the forbidden foods because after that they're going to be off limits. Like it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know like when you take a step back and look at it objectively, that that is a lot more damaging both to your results and to your state of mind than just having some off meals or cheat meals or taking your foot off the gas a little bit for a while. So breaking free of that all or nothing, um, well, if I can't do it perfectly, I might as well do nothing. Mindset is so, so important for getting results, keeping results long-term, and also just learning to treat yourself a little bit better when it comes to fitness and nutrition. So I want to summarize a little bit. I find for myself personally, like one of the most unfortunate um, things that I've carried with me from my time as a professional musician is a tendency toward perfectionism. It was probably always there. I, I do want to say I don't like blame music school for that necessarily, but it definitely put a lot of fuel on that fire to the point that even after I had left the music world, I still carried a lot of these mindset challenges with me and they made it Uh, They made for a rocky time with my fitness journey for quite a long time. I know I'm not alone here because I talk to other people that are still working in music or the arts, uh, both friends and clients, and people like me that left but still struggle with the same things. When you are really deeply involved in something that you're passionate with, like you want to do a good job, and 
some of the arts just sort of encourage it, especially pursuits like classical music, where sort of by default, a lot of the time you're going to have to do things basically perfectly. Like that's just the way it goes. But thankfully, with fitness, we don't have to live like that. Fitness is not something that has to be done perfectly. And in fact, I would argue that trying to do it perfectly is setting you up for failure because you're not a professional athlete. You're not a professional bodybuilder. And if you are trying to live up to those standards while also having a completely separate, like full life with other priorities and values, it's just not going to happen. Like you won't be perfect. So by, you know, telling yourself I have to be perfect or else like, well, you're not going to be perfect. So that is setting you up for failure. It's setting you up for overeating or just giving up on your goals. It's setting you up for like freaking out about every little thing at the gym to the point where you're scared to move and you're terrified of hurting yourself all the time. And none of those things are conducive to becoming fit and healthy and enjoying your life. So if you are a creative person who struggles with perfectionism, first of all, uh, you're not alone. This is like so common, probably I would say a majority, definitely a majority, but maybe even a large majority of creative people struggle with perfectionism. And of course, it's a huge part of your life. It makes sense that it would affect fitness, especially when fitness can be really loaded. But I encourage you, first of all, to just accept that things aren't going to be perfect and also take some comfort in knowing that they don't have to be perfect. Like you can sort of do just a good enough job for a long time and not like totally go off the rails and actually make really good progress in the way that you look, feel and perform. And to me, that's really fucking comforting. I don't have to crush it all the time. I have some wiggle room. You know, there may be periods where I am a little more focused, but I'm able to maintain good results just doing good enough. And and that's really encouraging to me. So I hope this is helpful for you. Again, there's no perfect way out there. You don't have to be perfect. You can just do good enough consistently over the long term, maybe trying to work a little bit harder and do a little bit better. And you're going to get stronger and fitter and healthier. As always, uh, thank you so much for listening. I'm really grateful to have the opportunity to talk about some of this stuff. Uh, I don't necessarily think a lot of people or any people really in the fitness space, there are a few of us, but not a lot of people talking as much about these other issues that are really related to like life in the arts. So I hope this was helpful for you. If you have questions, like you want to continue this conversation, or if you have requests for a future episode or something you'd like me to cover, My DMs on Instagram are always open and I respond to every single one of them. You can find me. My handle is at Caroline Juster. Um, Caroline is with an I. And again, if you want a fitness program, you can get my fall fitness kickstart for creatives using the link in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Building Stronger Creatives. If something you heard resonated with you, I would love for you to share this episode with someone else who might enjoy it. I also always appreciate comments, ratings, and reviews. These things help me get the word out to other creatives who could benefit from this type of information. See you back on the next episode. Until then, stay curious, stay passionate, and stay strong.